You're listening to another life-giving message from Living Faith Church San Diego. We are a church for sinners by sinners, and we are on a mission to help you discover your purpose, live in power, and live out your God-given potential. For more information about Living Faith Church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Again, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Now open up your hearts and minds for this transforming message from Living Faith Church. Let's get going today. I want to talk about how our weaknesses make us stronger. So have you ever felt that you had a dream or you felt like you had a call over your life and you thought, that is too big for me. There's no way I can step into that. Um, maybe you were in a position where you felt like you weren't equipped. Um, maybe you had some weaknesses that you were dealing with. Maybe you said, maybe you're thinking, well, I have this dream, I have this call, but I don't have enough faith. Maybe I don't have enough money or finances. Maybe I don't have, um, may, whatever it could be. Maybe you have a desire to go out and speak, but then you're insecure with the sound of your voice. And if anyone who knows who that is, that's Joyce Myers. Everyone said that she had a voice that sounded like a man. So she didn't like the sound of her voice, but look what God did in her life. She has impacted worldwide ministry. Maybe you feel like you are in a place where you've always wanted to write books. How many times have I ran into someone who said, I've always wanted to write a book, but, and dot, 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 and the list of excuses. Maybe they felt like they were a horrible writer or um, they didn't know how to do it. Maybe some of us want to write, run a marathon, but we feel like we, we don't have it inside of us and we have all these doubts. Every single one of us, we have a dream. Every single one of us has a call over our life. But the thing that stops us is a lot of times the weaknesses that we believe that we have ourselves. And um, so I want to reemphasize that our weaknesses, that the call of God, God already knew the weakness that you have. He already knew what you were struggling with. He knows your weaknesses. That doesn't matter to God. That does not matter at all. But what we see is that he, God sees our weaknesses, uh, or we might see our weaknesses that's, uh, that cripples us, but God sees it as it strengthens us. And a prime example is who is Paul. All right, so in 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 10, it says, and least I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations. A thorn in the flesh was given to me, a thorn, a messenger of Satan to buffet me. So right here it says there was a thorn that was given to Paul and it was a messenger of Satan to pretty much tear him down. Have you ever had something that tried to tear you down? Oh man. And then he says, Lisa, I be exalted above measure. Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart with me. God, take this, take this thorn away from me. God, I can't handle this thorn. God, this is too much for me. How many here can relate to that? I mean, we all go through trials and tribulations and we feel like 
I can't handle it. It's too much. It's the weight is on me and I don't know what to do. Verse nine. And then he said to me, this is so powerful. My grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect in weakness. The things that you wanted to say, God, I don't want this. I don't want this. I don't want this. I can't handle this. I can't handle that I just lost my job, that I don't know how to, I'm going to pay for my bills. I can't handle that uh, I maybe a family member's d- dealing with sickness. I can't handle the things that are coming my way. But God, why are you not taking away from me? Why? Come on, Jesus. This is, this hurts me. I'm asking you, God. Well, haven't you taken away? I can't handle this. That's what Paul said. He pleaded. He pleaded and said, God, please, please. But God was saying, my grace is sufficient for you. You know when God says that? He says, I'm here for you. I'm here with you. I'm going to help you go through the process. That's what I'm going to do. And it's for my strength is made perfect in your weakness. It's made perfect in our weakness. Wow. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. I'm like, wow, Paul, that's a that's a huge mo- uh, shift because it was like from pleading to I'm going to now praise you. <laughs> I'm going to now praise you. Therefore, I take pleasure in my infirmities and my reproaches and needs and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So, Father God, thank you so much. Thank you for this word. I, we just invite your Holy Spirit that, that our hearts will be open to hearing your word and that you will use me as a vessel. That this word be will a release, a breakthrough in our lives, a release of faith where we thought we had doubts because of our weakness. But we just declare that faith will begin to rise. Pour out your blessing over everyone here. We thank you so much in Jesus' name. And so here we see, so I'm reading this and I'm like reading what's going on? What, why is Paul doing this? What's going on with his mind? Um, and I read, I, I'm reading a couple chapters before. It says that the Pharisees, they, I love the Pharisees. <laughs> don't we all, don't we all? The righteous Pharisees, we all do. You know, even though we're all, we're all messed up and it's easy to bash on the Pharisees, but we're, we're all equally messed up. But um, the Pharisees here who are acting like they're more righteous than Paul, um, they are bashing him. They're making fun of him because of his weaknesses right here. Did you know that Paul was a bad public speaker? I mean, if you didn't know that, he was so bad in his public speaking that he spoke to a crowd and there was a guy on the balcony and in this balcony, this guy falls asleep and falls over and dies. that's how bad of a public speaker Paul was and the Pharisees are bringing that to light 
Have you ever had someone tell you something that you knew you had a weakness and kept, oh man, it, it was, it's like killing a horse while it's already down. It's like, okay, thank you. I already know. I already know. And so this is what the Pharisees are doing to Paul. And uh, Paul admits, okay, you know, you got me. I'm not a good, I'm not a good speaker, but they, they acknowledge he's a great writer. He's a phenomenal writer. And so the Pharisees are like, what's up, Paul? You are a great writer, but your, your speaking skills, you need to work on it. It's killing people. <laughs> and you know, it, it kind of hits heart because how many of us have listened to someone that has affected us? and maybe stopped you from moving, moving forward, maybe said something into your life that carried on through years and years and years and you never let go because we listened to them. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you, but I have. And so I wanna ask, who are you listening to? Are you listening to people? And if you're listening to people, are there people that are lift, uplifting you or are they tearing you down? Because see, here's the thing, if we listen to the people that tear us down, those are the people that will never help us move forward into the full destiny of God. And so I'm so grateful right here. Paul is a prime example where he gets attacked by these righteous Pharisees that already bring up his weakness and he's already aware of it. And it's so easy when you know that you're already weak and you're already down to already give up and say, you know what, I quit. I'm weak in this area. I'm just gonna quit and walk away. But here, Paul is like, I admit, but I'm gonna keep going and I'm gonna keep praising. And so it's important, who are you listening to? Step, stop and think about who are your five people that are your closest friends? Are they uplifting you or are they, or are they tearing you down? So maybe it's time that it, some people we need to distance ourselves and some people we need close in our lives to help us get to the next level. Um, are we listening to ourselves? What are you saying about you? Are you telling yourself, oh, I'm no good, I'm nobody, I, you know, I can never do those things? Or are we telling ourselves, I can do anything I put my mind to? What are we telling ourselves? And are you listening to God? That is so important because God is the one, even though we have our weaknesses, despite that, he already knows who you are. So when we listen to what God has for us and we choose to obey, then we know whatever he says, he's gonna equip us. And whatever he equips us, we're able to fulfill. So as we see here in Paul, he pretty, he is, negating all everything that the pharisees say those words even though they're true they don't affect him he keeps going and you know what what are some things in your life i want to ask you what are some things in your life that has not made you move forward because you listened to so many people that prevented you to moving forward maybe it's time to stop whatever they told you and cut that out and now start moving forward. And see, another thing is I love about 
Paul is that he talks about his obstacles. And you know, obstacles, they either make you or break you. <laughs> but obstacles are not something that should tear you down. See, Moses, we can look at an example. Moses, see, God already knew the call of God over his life and God already knew his weakness. But Moses had a stuttering problem. But God still said, you know what? I can still use you and I'm going to lead you, help make you be the leader to lead my people out into out of Pharaoh's land into the land of milk and honey. Even though Moses had a stuttering problem, it didn't matter to God. There is a speaker, his name is uh, Nick. I'm gonna tear up his last name, Vucicic, uh, it's Italian. <laughs> yes, yeah. This guy has no hands and no feet. And he has been such a huge inspiration. And I was watching a YouTube video about his life. He um, said that at the age of 10, he lost all hope, all hope. And so he um, tried to drown himself in six inches of water. And he just was one of those people that, can you imagine a 10 year old who has no hope and wants to commit suicide? But you know what? God knew his weaknesses. And if you don't know who this guy is, this guy is a, just an amazing, phenomenal, motivational speaker, talking to children, uh, talking to youth, going around and being a huge influencer. You have to look him up if you haven't seen him. But if he decided to drown himself at the age of 10, he wouldn't have fulfilled the will of God. And you know what? I think his message is even more powerful because he has no hands and no legs. Mm -hmm. And he's, when you see him, he looks like he has so much uh, positivity about him. And it comes back to, are you allowing your weakness to kind of bring you down? Or are you saying, you know what, I understand this is my weakness, but you know what, I'm gonna keep moving forward. And that's exactly a, a, a light that he shines. It's yes, I have these weaknesses, but it doesn't matter. I'm going to continue to fulfill the will of God. And he's now reaching thousands and thousands of people. He is such an inspiration. And we obviously know Paul's obstacle is he had a thorn in his flesh. And I said, what does that mean to have a thorn in your flesh? And I looked it up and um, I looked that it means uh, Paul's obstacles that he's been suffering in his life. And if you haven't read his story, he's gone through a lot. <laughs> and so that was the thorn in his flesh that he was like, God, stop. I, I can't keep handling all this stuff that keeps coming after me. But the thing is, God didn't allow it because it was through his weakness. He had to fully rely on God. Because if you can do things on your own strength, then you don't need God. You're going to be like, oh, okay. But if you are in your weakness and God is saying, I'm going to stretch you out and I want you to trust me and you walk out, then you know you have to fully rely on God. And when you do the miraculous, you know you don't get any of the credit. It's only God. <laughs> oh, man. And he'll ask you to do some crazy things. <laughs> And so it says in 2 Corinthians 12, 8 through 9, it says, Concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. 
Therefore, most gladly, I, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And so I want to bring this up again, that in our weakness, God is saying, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. I'm here to cheer you on. I know you can do it. See, God knows our weaknesses. He knows how to use our weaknesses. He knows how to work around it. And he knows how to deal with our weaknesses. <laughs> Everything he knows, even though we have our weaknesses, the call of God never leaves you. And he knows how to handle it. And he knows how to handle you. See, we have to understand that weaknesses are meant to not stop us, but to build us. God gives weaknesses to, oh, God gave the weakness to Paul to humble him so that Paul would know that he has to fully rely on God. Because if Paul was a radical dude, if you didn't know, his name was Saul, and he was radical. He killed many Christians. <laughs> he killed a ton of Christians, and God still never left that. He never, he already knew the call that he had placed on his life, and he had a huge encounter with uh, Christ, and he had it, due to that encounter, his life radically changed. So before he was a Christian, he took everything in his own hands. So did he, I see Paul as someone who is a radical person, and so this time, now he's a Christ follower, even though he's so radical, he had to really, God put him a place of humbleness to say, you know what, it's not you. It's me. Now I get all the glory, not you anymore. And so how do we build a place of faith in our weaknesses when we feel so low? And I love how Paul says this. He praises God. In 2 Corinthians 12, 10, it says, Therefore, I take pleasure in my infirmities and reproaches and needs and persecutions and distress for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And I love that because, again, we look in the beginning of the verse. He's pleading. He's saying, Jesus, please take this away. Please, I can't handle this. And I can't tell you how many times that I've had asked the Lord, I can't handle this, please, please. And the Lord is always says, no, I've given you the strength. Just keep going, don't give up. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I try to give up. And I realized as I took the faith and I stepped out, that's when things changed. But in order for me to develop faith, you have to start praising. Because I've always been pretty much an intercessor looking um, my mom's always raised me as an intercessor, but I thought praying was just, oh, I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. But I didn't, I realized I received a shift in praying when I started praising because I used to pray complaining. <laughs> I used to pray complaining. God, why this? Why that? Why this? <laughs> I would always do that. And then I realized that's not, that's not faith. And God doesn't activate in faith. The moment I started saying, God, I'm going to praise you. I don't understand why this is all happening. I don't understand. I, I don't have the strength to do this, but I'm going to start praising you. And I'm just going to put everything down and I'm going to have to trust you. While I was doing this sermon, it was so weird because 
I started hearing someone's cry and I felt like God was saying, someone here, whether it's here or online, that they've been talking to God and they've been complaining. I just feel like there's like this, this complaining, this doubt. And um, I just kind of felt something and, and I felt like it was time to lay that down. It's time to lay that doubt down. It's like, yes, it's like, I felt like God was saying like, you already knew the call. There's like this call that you knew, there's this dream that you knew, but you can't enter into that call. You can't enter into that dream because it's like this complaining doubt that you're holding on to. And it's like, God's ready to move you. But I felt like God was like saying, I want you to lay that down. And I want you to just put it down on the ground and just fully trust in me and to walk in it. It's like this doubt is holding you from entering into the full capacity that God has for you. And um, so it was really, really interesting. So that's why I wanted to talk about who Paul was. It was like, this complaining of maybe like, I don't think I'm equipped. I don't think I can do this. Uh, this call is too big for me. Um, or it's just this, this doubt of like, no, you chose the wrong person. It's not me. But God is saying, it's you. It's you, it's you. Like that divine dream, that divine call was specific for you, not someone else, not your neighbor, because God gave your neighbor another dream. But whatever he gave you is for you. And I felt like this was a time of just saying, I want to surrender. It's time to surrender that doubt, that fear. Or maybe it's in a place of, I don't know what my future is is maybe it's that, you just need to surrender that and just let it go so that God can speak to you because it was fear that you're that's hindering you from really listening to the voice of God. Because you're asking for direction. You're like, I, I'm looking for direction, but you're holding on to this fear. And it's like, that's the thing that's preventing you from really hearing and receiving that word. And so I feel like, this is a time of where it's just time to surrender. It's whatever, whatever that is, whether it's excuses, whether it's fear, whether it's, I, I'm not really sure, but I just, I just felt like this doubt contemplation that you've been battling with God for a while, but God hasn't given up on you and he wants you to know, no, this is your call. I want you to activate in this full call, but you gotta let this go. You gotta let it go. When you do, you're gonna see the glory of God. And also I feel like maybe, um, like maybe there's past things that you haven't let go or things that you just don't understand, but just time to surrender. It's time to say, okay, I surrender this. God has something so big, so huge 
the call of God, for my ways are greater than your ways, declares the Lord. If you really understand what God means and you have an encounter, you're, you're going to be blown away. You're going to be like, whoa, that's the call of God over my life. His call for your life is so big. It's so huge. So let's take this time where we just um, close our eyes. Because God wants to rebuild faith. He wants to take you from glory to glory. But in order to do that, it starts with praise. Praising and letting go. Because I get it, it's hard. It's hard to just surrender things. I get it. So first of all, if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, um, I just repeat after me, and I, I want you to, it, God loves you so much. That's the heart. He doesn't care about how imperfect you are or how perfect you are. He just loves you. So if that's you, just repeat after me and say, Father God, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. Thank you for your unconditional love. I receive you into my heart and I declare heaven is my home and God is my father in Jesus name. And then if you're here right now, every eye closed and you feel like that message was for me and you're like, I need help. I need to surrender. Um, just lift up your hand. What, whatever it is in your life, um, every eye closed and let this be a time where uh, I'm just going to pray for you, whatever you feel. So thank you, Father God, every person in here that has been struggling and holding on to something. Something that it's time to just surrender, to be released into the call, into the, into the next level. I pray for every person. I know it's hard, but I pray for strength and I pray for just peace. Just peace, peace. I thank you so much. Because when we let it go, the Holy Spirit's just gonna come and give you peace. So thank you so much. Thank you for your goodness. You are truly a good God and you never fail us. Even when we don't understand things but you always turn things around for your glory. We give you all the praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this life-giving message from Living Faith Church. For more information about our church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, and we will see you next time on the Living Faith Church Podcast.